you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. All right, a lot to get to today. We're going to have some fun. I know that. But there's serious stuff going on around the world. I know you know that. Um, and it's always good to know. A friend in need is a friend in need. <laughs> <laughs> good boy. That's our vice president. That was from yesterday. Oh, man. In Poland, uh, embarrassing the country yet again. And, David, you're telling me that... We have new audio of Kamala. Yeah, she's in Romania now, <clears throat> uh, making the rounds, of course. And uh, she was asked today about inflation, about the price of gas, which is has reached historic levels. Okay. And, of course, the cascading effect of that means everything is going to get even more expensive after we've hit inflation marks not seen since 1982. So there's a big problem going on domestically, and, and so somebody wanted the vice president, uh, to weigh in. So she cracked open the fortune cookie, and here is what it said. So we are committed in everything we are doing. And yes, then the president did say in the State of the Union, there is a price to pay for democracy. You've got to stand with your friends. And as everybody knows, even in your personal life, being loyal to those friendships based on common principles and values, sometimes it's difficult. Often it ain't easy. But that's what the friendship is about, based on shared values. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. What was that? <laughs> Trying to explain... In its simplest terms, that I mean, a friend in need is a friend indeed. Right. See, and you got to be there for them, and so that's why inflation—that's why everything costs more—is because we stand with the people of Ukraine. I think yeah. that's what she's getting at. It's nonsensical uh, because inflation was obviously in play long before there were any Russian soldiers outside of Ukraine. But mm-hmm. I think that's what she's going after. I'm gonna is that s- your I'm gonna, assessment, David? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to look at my senior year yearbook. I think somebody wrote that exact thing to me. <laughs> and friends, and sometimes it's hard to be friends, and we're going to be friends and friends. Are... Well, that would have been the lamest friend you could have had, because I can't imagine any of your dude friends writing that, no, ever. it would have been a female friend, yes. Oh, got it. Yeah. All right. So, that's great. Okay, good. <laughs> God, I'm glad you, that's the first thing I thought of. And then they stopped, and they held hands, and they sang the song together. Because we need to come together with our allies and be there for one another. Thank you, Kamala. Yes. Okay. You got to laugh because this is sad. This is what happens when you just pick a box checker to be the vice president. Everybody knew that all along, but now we're paying for it. It's hard to respect this country. You see what? The different people around the world, different leaders talking about this. Sit. 
the former spokesperson from Ukraine saying I it would be basically a disaster if this person ever becomes president. Right. This is a joke. Man, oh, man. But thank you for that, David. I yeah, appreciate yeah. that very much. Wow. Okay. Also, what's going on, Joe Biden has said that Russia will pay a severe price if what happens? Uh, if Russia uses chemical weapons. So Victoria Newland with the State Department earlier this week, as we talked about, confirmed there were some, what, biological research facilities in Ukraine? Yes. There was some concern that the Russians would take over those, and who knows what is being held in those labs, what's being worked on or what was worked on during the Soviet Union era uh, and just was never destroyed for one reason or another. Meanwhile, Russia is claiming that the U.S. is planning a biological weapons attack using modified birds. Oh, gosh. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're, going, they're going to the U.N. also saying that the Ukrainians are preparing to attack them with chemical weapons. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing is just is is misinformation piled on misinformation piled on willful lies. Yes, that that's basically what we're seeing play out. And most people are just kind of like, OK, well, let me know when the radioactive Russian pigmen who fart weaponized anthrax are unleashed. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, around their neck, they've got well, like a big pot of baked beans. <laughs> right. So I'll go ahead and state the obvious. What? Well, after what happened out of the Wuhan lab, there are a lot of people in America that feel like they can't trust what our government says. Well, yes. Yeah. Because they've been caught in too many lies. That's the sad thing. You don't know who to trust with anything, basically. And so, but Joe is saying there would be a severe price if Russia did that used chemical weapons. Yes. Okay. The White House has said that that Russia may use chemical weapons or create a false flag operation to use them. What evidence have you seen showing that? And would the U.S. have a military response if Putin does launch a chemical weapons attack? I'm not going to speak about the intelligence, but but uh, Russia would pay a severe price if they use chemicals. I mean, look, I'm not just trying to pick on Biden at this moment, but isn't it fair to say? that paying a severe price doesn't mean a whole lot right now either. Right. That means more sanctions. And I'm not saying it should mean a strike. I'm not saying that. But, I mean, all along, they're going to pay a severe price if they, you know, fill in the blank. And then it was done, and then it was some sanctions. But then we had the mother of all sanctions that was still on its way, which then we used, right? But we still got some sanctions, apparently, in our back pocket. Yeah, they're going to be banning, uh, what, the import of Russian vodka and uh, a few other goods. Caviar is one of Mm -hmm. them, yeah. Okay. All right. So at least for now, I think we're up to date on that. It's still amazing to me. And I don't think this is propaganda. You're never quite sure. But it certainly seems to be fact that the Russian military is not nearly as capable as people thought a month ago. No. No, that big convoy that was outside of Kiev or Kiev yeah. or however we're pronouncing it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing has kind of just broken up and gone away. Yeah, because it's much smaller now, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and Ukraine is ready for them. Taking out tanks 
And you saw the video. It's like, holy smokes, man. They said they're ready all the way around. Like, Kiev is now like a fortress. Who knows how that's going to play out, how long it's going to go on. Meanwhile, we've all seen what's happened with the White House saying, you know, all of this inflation, okay, this is on Putin. Putin's inflation. Well, it was the uh, pandemic. Well, at first. And then it shifted to Putin. No, then it was supply chain. That's right, supply chain, pandemic pandemic. supply, because of the pandemic. And then it was the greed of big meat. And then I'm was, glad you always remind us about the big, big meat, meat story. Well, that's what it, yeah. that's what they were saying. Big meat yes. was to blame because they're getting together and they're price fixing. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. And then it was, well, the oil companies aren't drilling enough, and they're like, well, you, what do you want us to do? You you're you got so much red tape going around, we can't just run in and stick a straw in the ground and get oil out of it. Not how it works, right? And now it's Putin's price hike. Yeah, and so you've seen a lot of legacy media, you know, peddling those talking points, right? What it is interesting, though, when you have Obama's old economic advisor just blowing that narrative apart, saying, no, no, this is not Putin's uh, inflation. This is on Joe Biden. This inflation was there before, again, there was any sort of invasion. Um and he basically did that in one tweet, exactly what he said. So I, it's pretty tough to keep going out there with that narrative when you have these other people saying, oh, of course not. And I don't know as far as the American people. It's tough because a lot of American people follow the news and have a pretty good idea of what's going on, and other people really don't. Yeah. And they just kind of gobble up the talking points. So it's hard to say what people really believe, but at least from the polling, seems like most see through this sort of nonsense. Is that what you would say? Yeah, I would think so. David? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, except for the people who are still glued to MSNBC or CNN. And, yeah, I don't know what you do about that. So, but, yeah, Ratner, he he blew it apart. Just said, no, this this is on Joe Biden. Meanwhile, a lot of people talking about the Jesse Smollett story. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's about time. Well, he's, see? Right. <laughs> ridiculous well, Jesse performance Small. yesterday. Well, yes. Yeah, this is the guy who faked a hate crime against himself, and he's been sentenced to 150 days in jail, 30 months probation, and he's got to pay about 150000 or close to $150,000 in restitution and fines. After the sentence was handed down, dude, he had a meltdown. Yes, he did. There's no doubt. No, I was just like to say to your honor that I am uh, Suicidal. That's what I was saying. Okay. I am not suicidal. You already said that. You're not suicidal. Not okay. suicidal. All right. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years, and the fears of... Hold on. I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans over the Before, last 400 years? Yes. Like, if I did this, what you're saying I did, even though I'm innocent, this is, I would be putting my fist in the fears of black Americans for 400 years. So he's comparing himself to that now. 
I guess. Fear of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Were they talking about, we're really afraid you're suicidal? You're suicidal. You're suicidal. Well, I mean, if he's saying that over and over again, I'm thinking, okay, uh, suicide watch, paper sheets for a while for Jesse. I guess. Because that dude is in a crisis mode. I mean, he kept shouting that he wasn't suicidal as he was being taken to jail. Yeah. Is that to get sympathy? What's that for? Dude, this is a man who is not mentally well. That's at the end of the day, we already know that because only somebody who is not mentally well commits a hate crime against themselves. But All for attention. Right, for attention. And yes. it was actually the second hate crime against himself that he staged. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you forget but about the first one. He sent himself a letter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> anyway, and yeah, I mean he's shouting, I'm not suicidal, not suicidal. I mean, this is a man who is breaking down. Okay. I am not suicidal. <laughs> It just seems to me like a guy that was told forever how great he was, and then he believes it, and he's used to just telling people a bunch of BS, and they just take it at whatever value, and he's still astounded that no one's buying this BS. And he's so frustrated, but but I said it. And when I say it, it's the truth. And I'm a black man, and I'm a gay man, and I said the truth. You must believe it. Ah! It's out of control, man. Oh, did you hear Ron DeSantis, Florida, leveling Disney? Yes. Oh, it's awesome. Get to that. Much more. Thanks. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Man. What the hell was he thinking? <laughs> Chris, Chris Rock on Jesse Smollett. That was funny. All right, we got to move to uh, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida. Yeah, liberals are really mad at him and the entire state of Florida for their anti-grooming bill, which bans teachers from talking to kindergarten kids about their genitals and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Disney has said, Disney says it's very concerned about this bill. Disney, the same corporation that poured millions of dollars into the region of China where there are actual concentration camps and thanked the Chinese government for the opportunity to do so. Yeah, it's funny how Disney has slowly shifted and caved to the woke left. Yeah. Because they were trying to stay out of this for a while and the pressure kept coming on. And then the CEO of Disney is talking this nonsense about, you know, it it wasn't good enough what we had initially said. So now they're all in against it. All about family values, Disney. (laughs) Right. Disney, pro talking to kindergartners about the genitals. All right. Uh Uh-huh. And Governor Ron DeSantis, I mean, just leveled them. I love seeing this. Somebody's just like, what are you going to do? Yep. 
If you have companies like a Disney that are going to say and criticize parents' rights, they're going to criticize the fact uh, that we don't want transgenderism in kindergarten and first grade classrooms, if that's the hill that they're going to die on, then how do they possibly explain lining their pockets with their relationship from the Communist Party of China? Because that's what they do, and they make a fortune and they don't say a word <laughs> about the really brutal practices uh, that you see over there at the hands of the CCP. And so in Florida, our policy is going to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of what Yeah. They did change his name to Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I had not heard that one before. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's the way you go about it. Oh, sure. And you just keep telling the truth. That's why they hate him so much. Yes. Well, I mean, they he's changed. a real threat. He is a real threat. They changed the name of the bill, basically. Legacy media and the left change it to the don't say gay bill. Right. Which, again, DeSantis has said many times, does it say that in the bill? No. David's right. It's an anti-grooming bill. You think about going forward with sending your kid to school when you got a whole group of people saying no we have to talk about the trans issue with little kids you're out of your mind yeah you, not sending your kid there forget it no. oh did you hear about the uh, kim kardashian controversy a little backlash the reason i say this she's talking about work ethic and people are upset say so, you know, basically who are you to be talking about work ethic you <laughs> You are privileged. Get your ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Nope. You have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work environments and show up and do the work. All that ticked off people on the left. Well, it, it is coming from someone who doesn't really have a job, which well, is somewhat interesting. Well, I mean, she does run all these different departments with her name on it. She yeah. makes, what is it, millions and millions and millions of dollars. I don't necessarily disagree with what she says. No, I think that's it. People, sh yeah. But that's all, you can't say that because you grew up in privilege. Well. And just to push back on, am I defending Kim Kardashian? Kind of. I don't want to be. How many kids of millionaires turn out to be total losers? A lot of them. She got richer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not condoning not. the way yeah. she did it. <laughs> she worked at it. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, the latest on Ukraine, something you need to hear straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robin. News update, David Van Camp. Well, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, top Democrat, third in line in the presidential line of succession, uh, <laughs> decided to talk a little bit about inflation today and the rising, nay, soaring price of gas that Americans are paying at the pump. And 
I'll just reiterate this. We need to get these senile gas bags out of our government. Thank you for that. Anyway, here is Nancy Pelosi trying to stay on the Democratic Party's messaging. Let's get back to the question, the larger issue about Putin's tax. That's that's really Putin's gas hike. That's his gas hike. This so much of this uh, increase in the gas tax, uh, the gas uh, price started uh, uh, <laughs> weeks leading up to what happened there. I get anxious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> she had an extra martini for breakfast. Just got, you know, Go I thought the same thing. She's hammered, Wait, dude. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. You know what, dude, and tell me if this is way off. I had this thought. It was earlier today. It was after hearing Biden speak about something, and then you got Pelosi there. Yeah. Think about how much power these two people have. Oh, yeah. Okay? And I've mentioned before, if you had a family business, okay, by this time in the family business, someone else would have taken over. You wouldn't trust Joe there or Nancy. There's no way. I had this thought. Say you have a toddler, two-year-old, okay? So usually with grandma, you know, sure, grandma is capable of watching the two-year-old. Grandpa, that's fine. But now you're talking about great-grandpa, great-grandma age. Just asking the question, would you trust your two-year-old to Joe to watch for a couple hours? Oh, hell no. No, not at all. Nancy? No, No, no. Well, with Joe, I've got a two-year-old daughter, so I, I, I would be very worried about even letting her in his presence. They're running the country. Yeah. What would you really trust them with in your own life? It's crazy when you think about it like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't want to scare anybody. This is just what goes through my mind. How did we get to this point? Well, I mean... I suppose we could try to answer that question, but today's probably not the day. If I had to do it in 20 seconds, well, I suppose it is a lot of people just wanted the drama to stop because of Trump. And, be, and you know, all the anti-Trump stuff for years. Well, how did Trump get to where he was? Because you had a bunch of Republicans year after year after year talking about conservative values and the party of Reagan and not looking out for working people, and they lost them. And somebody else came into town and said, they've been ignoring you. I'm here for you. And they're like, cool. You can take all of your, you know, establishment Republicans, jam it. We'll we'll take a chance with that guy. Yeah. And then before that, how did O'Biden or how did Obama come in? Because he wasn't Hillary. And he was pretty slick as far as delivering a message. People are like, okay, this seems different. Hope change. Okay. People have been wanting change for a long time. But what we have now is, oh, my goodness, Nancy Mm -hmm. and Joe with so much power. And you wouldn't trust the family business to him. Okay. Well, he'd be like old man on Pawn Stars, like the last season before the old man checked out. They just had him in the office all the time. I didn't see the show, so you, know, you could set it just up. Just throwing caustic remarks back and forth, and that Got was it. it. He was never out in front, like, negotiating with people or, you know. It's one thing if you, some right. sort they of advisor. Kind of kept, they kind of kept him right there. He still, he still owned the business, but he wasn't out there negotiating the price of a sword right. from the Civil War, you know. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Boy, this is interesting. 
switching gears to uh, vaccinations. Remember, if you're unvaccinated, we're, we're going to have to terminate you. A lot of companies starting to reverse that. United Airlines, David? Yeah, they were one of the first to put in place a, a vaccine mandate. Uh, and now they're saying, okay, unvaccinated employees can return to your full-time job by March 28th. There's a memo sent out. The Hill got its hands on it. Uh, United Airlines wrote that about 2,200 of its employees have met vaccine-related accommodations or whatever to return to work. What the hell was all this about? Yeah, exactly. I thought the same thing. And what did you say in your mind? It's just a radio show. Say it. Control. Is it more than that? Control's one thing. Yeah. But a business is looking out for its best interests, right? Don't you suppose? I mean, a lot of big businesses like this, I mean, you're looking at a global market. And what was the big global message? Boy, we got a chance here to reset things. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Is you have so many companies not so much looking out for country, they're looking out for the business interest. And that business interest goes throughout the world. So if that means some sort of policies that is taken on by, you know, the people that get together Davos, then that seems to be part of it. I mean, I don't know what else makes sense. So what you're saying is, it, but ultimately it hurt their business. So they had to change course. Like what you're seeing right now. And you do need what the they workers. should have been doing to begin with. You need the workers. Yes. Yes. Well, and think about how much they tried to control the message of vaccines. I mean, it was insanity. I mean, you could not say, you know, there was a study that was done uh, in Israel or in Sweden where, you know, there was myocarditis with young males. Oh, misinformation off of YouTube or Twitter, Facebook, whatever. It's nuts when you think about all of it now. And we're, what, two years Think of what we're going to think like in five years from now oh, with all this stuff. Yeah, It's pretty wild. Um, YouTube took down what now, David? Switching gears to that? Oh, we had mentioned yesterday, talked about it, aired a couple of clips. Uh, former President Donald Trump did an interview with the Full Send podcast. Yeah. YouTube took it down. Why? <laughs> Misinformation. Oh, my god! Is gosh. what they said. Yeah. On what? Uh, because he said that there was fraud in the 2020 election. Okay, it used to be okay to say there was fraud in every election. Did he say fraud to the point where it cost me, or did he just say there was fraud in the election? Yeah, I mean, he said, yeah, it was stolen. Well, okay. But, yeah. but who cares? I mean, dude, is Stacey Abrams kicked off I, I, YouTube all the time? I know Stacey Abrams literally built her national profile on the idea that an election was stolen from her. Wow. And, I mean, what can you do about it at this point in time? Nothing. Yeah. We can gripe and moan about it. And I'm sure there are a lot of Republicans in Congress that said they're going to do something about no, they're this. Not. They're not doing anything. They're still taking the money. Yeah, they will. They'll they'll do stupid little speeches about big tech and all that stuff, but they're not going to actually do anything about it. Not at least right now. I don't know. Do you feel, though, that it's all starting to turn a little bit 
like people have woken up to a degree where they're going to pay more attention oh yeah to what their local congress people are doing well it started with the ignoring face masks and then parents becoming involved in school boards and it just spreads yeah, i agree where they're tired of all this nonsense yeah trying to figure out right. you know exactly what's going on and how did we get to this point right you talked about a slippery slope for a long time, Scott. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sounds crazy when you talk about it. Well, it does. Yeah. But I think a lot of people have figured out, man, this is a lot worse than we thought, especially, you know, in our schools. Mm-hmm. Did you see the story about Andrew Cuomo? I mean, we've had a lot of fun with the demise of Andrew Cuomo, thinking he's done, right? But he's out on the tour talking about how he was railroaded. Yeah. And you've made the point before, railroaded, David, in the point that what he actually lost his job over was not what he should have lost his job no, over. No, 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 no. I, I think the sexual harassment stuff, the criminal charges that were filed and then dropped, um, I think that was an orchestrated effort to get him out of the way. That's not what he should have gone down for. He was he was railroaded in that regard. Um, but... We all know that you know something. He was going to get his comeuppance at some point for the coronavirus, and you you know, man, Democratic Party leaders were like, okay, we cannot be the party that totally screwed up coronavirus. He was a symbol of heroism for the coronavirus, even though he was killing old people with his disastrous policies and slow walked the rollout of a uh, of the vaccine at first. Remember that? He actually took yes, vaccines away from a hospital because they were giving it to people who were not, quote-unquote, approved. Think about that. Because they didn't want it to go to waste. Right. So, so yeah, Andrew Cuomo could not go down for his terrible handling of the coronavirus. So, okay, we'll throw some sexual harassment stuff. He'll have to deal with it in court for a little while, and then he won't get prosecuted. won't do any jail time. Now, it's interesting. There's a new survey conducted by Emerson College in the Hill this is the story. This is astounding. Cuomo is trailing his successor, Governor Kathy Hochul, by just four points in a hypothetical Democratic primary matchup. Jeez. That is I within, saw another number where it's basically a dead heat. Yeah, because that's within the uh, margin of error for the poll. Mm-hmm. That's so the same poll, but just the way it's framed is right. what I'm getting. Okay. That's that, astounding. It yeah. is. I don't even remember now. Did one of us or all of us say he's done? That guy is done. There's no coming back from this. Somebody had to have had that take, and we're dead wrong. Just want to own it. Who would have saw that? Should have, I suppose. Does that mean Chris Cuomo is going to get another job somewhere, too? Oh, Chris Cuomo will definitely get another job. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid a lot of money. To keep his mouth shut about all the inner workings of CNN. Wow, man. When that big fine comes down, Brian Stelter, the tears will be flowing again. You know it will. Yes, they will be. Be very, very unhappy with that because there goes his Christmas bonus. Oh, my gosh. I feel (laughs) awful about it. (laughs) God. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sometimes you just got to laugh at some of this stuff. Um, somebody wanted me to play when someone thought Nancy Pelosi was having some sort of episode during a press conference. I think this is the audio that's oh, been okay. requested. 
talking about, you know, these people in charge. We were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. Is this the clip? Part of the, um, the, um, uh, Mr. The Foreign Affairs Committee, Mr. Kendrick Meeks, you know, <laughs> Gregory Meeks, Bill, Kendrick, we're, we're all, uh, we're all very sad about losing oh. Carrie Meek this, this week, so I referenced her son. But the chairman, uh, Meeks Bill and the um, oh, and, and the house. <laughs> Just pathetic. <laughs> you know what? For the sake of America, I hope she was hammered there. Because if not, what's the excuse, man? Wow. Well, she's like 150 years old. I know. Yeah. How does she keep getting that job? What does she have on somebody? You wonder at some point in time. Yeah. Okay. And one other request I'll just pay off right now about Kamala Harris because of the Jussie Smollett thing yesterday. Yes. Remember, originally she said this is a modern-day lynching. Oh, oh sure. yeah. What happened to him? And it was the audio when she got questioned about it and act like she didn't even know what it was. It was like a few weeks later, I think. Which tweet? What tweet? Uh, the, about uh, saying that it is a modern-day lynching that... Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> Jussie Smollett. Um... Okay, so I will say this about that case. I think that the facts are still unfolding, and um, I'm very um, concerned. (laughs) None of this ages very well, man. Wow. (sighs) Forgot about that, too. Thanks for the request. Appreciate it. Okay, the Attorney General uh, is talking about the Capitol riot investigation saying it's the most important thing we've ever done? Really? Get to that and much more coming up right here. A friend in need is a friend in Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the Capitol Riot investigation. Is what the most important thing we've ever done? Who said that? The Attorney General Merrick Garland, the guy who said that firebombing a federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon, didn't count because it happened at night. That wasn't terrorism. Uh, He's getting to the bottom of the Capitol Riot, and during an interview on NPR... He talked about, yeah, right. Tell us more about this as we whisper into our microphones at a close distance. Gosh, okay, go ahead, I'm sorry. He talked about how many people he's got working on this. People are working every day, 24-7, and are fully aware of how important this is. This is the most urgent investigation uh, in the history of the Justice Department. It is the most resource-intensive. We've thrown 70 prosecutors from the District of Columbia and another 70 around the country. Every FBI office, almost every U.S. attorney's office in the country is working on this matter. Whoa. The most important ever? Like... More than 9-11? Yes. I, that's astounding to even say that. Well, well, you think about it, how many people that they are putting on this case. And, and I'm just off the top of my head thinking about all the things the Justice Department and the FBI missed when they had red flags, right? Uh, Parkland shooter, Pulse nightclub, San Bernardino terror attack. 
Las Vegas shooting. Yes. It goes on and on. Don't forget about Larry Nassar. The FBI literally was aware that he was raping children. And instead of investigating it, the FBI agent who was contacted actually asked for a job with the Olympics. But yes, this is the most. That tells you everything you need to know, right? It does. If lawmakers, if the important people are threatened, it doesn't matter what else is happening. You know, did you see that? That was just a couple of days ago with Project Veritas, the amount of FBI agents that were (laughs) infiltrated with January 6th. That news is going to come out at some point in time. But this is the most important thing for Merrick Garland. What a joke. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Friday. There's a lot of stuff going on. And what's the latest from the president, David? Well, the president is saying the American rescue uh, rescue plan worked fabulously well. Okay. And in fact, did nothing to contribute to inflation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put, put a couple trillion dollars in there you know, in the economy. It's not going to do anything, right? Yeah, that's that, right. Okay. Because of the rescue plan, four million more jobs are created. Unemployment is two percent lower than it would have been, and had we failed to ask, and it didn't cause the inflation. You're looking confused, Scott. Yeah. What part are you talking about? And had we failed to ask. (laughs) Wow. If we certainly startling. I hadn't heard that before. (laughs) If we had failed to ask, it wouldn't have happened. Okay. Back that thing up. Come on, let's go. <laughs> so we will never again fail to ask. <laughs> Under my leadership. And had we failed to ask. Right. Ah. So so even Obama era economists, people who had worked in the administration are calling foul on this. They're saying, well, wait a minute, hold on a second. You pumped a couple trillion dollars into the economy in the form of a stimulus, among other things, pet projects and whatnot, at a time when supply was already low because of the ongoing supply chain crisis. So the supply was already low. Then you pumped a bunch of cash into the market. So people were running out and buying more. Yeah, that drives up the cost because supply reacts to the demand. Listen. This was predicted at the time. It's not really news to anybody, I guess, that was paying attention. But it's always the spin, and this is just part of the game, I guess. They're just not even very good at this game, for crying out loud. And so 
I guess we're going to go back to tips for saving gas. Well, yeah, because we are at historic levels in terms of gas prices. And uh, I I just like to bring this out because local news outlets, you know, they're always looking out for you. Right. Television news (laughs) is always they are always on your side. Those other television stations, they're on somebody else's side. Okay, we're looking out for you with our problem Mm -hmm. solvers or whatever. Right. So I I just want to. Let you know some tips on saving on gas, courtesy of news outlets, as as they're handing out this sage advice that you couldn't possibly figure out on your own. Gosh dang it. I've got this little cough, and the thing is, every time I laugh, it, it, it makes me cough. And I'm trying not to laugh, but I can't do it. Keep an eye out for the best prices along any of your normal routes. Experts tell the problem solvers, if you get gas rewards, use them. Here's another tip. You may want to take advantage of a discount program. Join a membership that offers gas savings. Consider joining a fuel rewards program. If you belong to a place like Costco or Sam's Club, consider getting gas there. Costco and Kroger. Sam's Club and Costco. Uh. Or wholesale clubs like Costco. And if you have a credit card or app that offers cash, back on gas use it consider turning your engine off right consider it just turn your engine off engine off <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about investing in a skateboarder horse <laughs> like hey you know you know how you can save money by spending less money okay that's yes, crazy yeah god well, when you first brought that up, I thought it was going to be, you know, things like, you know, don't brake hard. You know, again, don't accelerate hard. Right. Those types of things. Because right. sometimes people forget that. Yes. No. No. Take a look at the signs around you to see who has the lowest price. Good sound Make advice. your decision based on saving money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've got fuel rewards points. You know, you can't use those anywhere else. Might as well use them at the pump. <laughs> right. My gosh. Oh. Um, you know, this weekend, too, you know what's going to be this weekend all over the place? Tips on losing that hour of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because yes. uh, Monday is when the accidents go up, right? Right. And they wanted us, I saw this morning that, you know, get you, get into a pattern over the weekend of going to bed at an earlier time. Good sound advice. Okay. <laughs> By the way, this summer it's going to get hot. <laughs> yes, yes. Tips on how to stay cool. Don't wear that black sweater. <laughs> Ice cubes in your do rag. <laughs> oh, turtleneck and parka. <laughs> By the way, do you know what is the over under on time if you're idling when you should turn the car off to save gas? Wow. Oh. Closest two wins. Gosh. Because this is part of this little blurb I saw. Okay. Now, now see, that's a helpful tip. I'd say four minutes. I'll say seven minutes. 60 seconds. Wow. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What if you're in if, a, you, if you're going to be stopped for more than 60 seconds, shut off the engine. So if you're in a traffic jam of some kind, shut off the engine? Well. Until it's time to move up again, then you turn it back on and... That seemed to be a waste of time. Well, I would say depending on what town you're in, yeah, you're used to different red lights. Yeah, Some you know are long. You're yes. going to be there for like two minutes, two and a half, whatever it is. So in that case, you just turn it off. I'd be afraid I couldn't turn it back on. <laughs> <laughs> Very old. Well, I mean, you see something like that. Really? 
More than 60 seconds? Okay. All right. <laughs> but no, none of that. Just look at the sign. Right. Forget gas, buddy. <laughs> Actually, look at the signs as you're driving around, wasting gas. Okay. Um, other things out there. You mentioned this, and maybe you feel this with yourself, with your family. Uh, more Americans are stressed now more than ever. Forget COVID. More stressed now. That's 87% of Americans say their mental health has been greatly affected by the constant stream of crisis without a break. Wow. Yeah. Uh, are, are you telling me that no mean tweets uh, didn't lower the temperature? Nope. Wow. Are you telling me that maybe gross incompetence actually does make people stressed out because it affects them personally? Yes. Wow. Huh. You're telling me that perhaps, I don't know, seeing images of Afghans falling off of airplanes stresses people out? Apparently so, David. Mm, yeah. U.S. service members being blown up by terrorists during the same operation? Yes. Uh, the potential for yes. World War III is a stressor, you're saying? Yes. And the lack of, of those things. And the lack of mean tweets does nothing to abate that. No. Ah, good, good. That is correct. You know, I'll go off on this for a long time. We've talked about it a little bit before, but it's the thought. And I remember it was, what, March of 2017 or maybe April. And it seemed like everyone was completely stressed out because of the way the media was treating the Trump presidency. You already heard about Russia. There were investigations. It was something new every single day. And people were freaking and all I could think was, you know, if you never paid attention to mainstream news, your life hadn't changed much at all. But if you watch the news every day, you'd be out of your mind. Mm -hmm. Now, where we're at today, obviously, policy has changed people's lives in a number of different ways. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying at all that we shouldn't pay attention to what's going on in Ukraine. I mean, it's history happening before our eyes. I get it. But, man, if you're glued to it all the time, it wears on you after a while. And there's not much that you can do about it. But, I mean, it, media, it's all over it all the time. And you do wonder, there are numbers of different stories that media could decide we are going to pay attention to this. And you wonder exactly what it is, the reason that this is to the point that it is. And I suppose it's because of the world economy and everything else. And it does affect people in that way. But man, if you're just watching people dying constantly, and then you don't know what to believe with all the propaganda. Right. And I realize most of that's Russia, but we don't know what our own government's lying to us about. You want to believe that, but you're not quite sure. And that's another stressor because you don't know who to trust. So anyway, Enough of that. I know you're happy because Major League Baseball, the lockout's over. Scott. Yeah, it makes me very happy, yes. Yes. I'm uh, I'm a big baseball fan, and it'll be great to enjoy baseball games again. And there are some changes coming. Yeah. Designated hitter now in the National League. Do you like that? League. It was inevitable. I think the fans like it because yeah. you, you, nobody pays to see a batter or a pitcher bat, but it does take some of the strategy away. I mean, of how they, how different managers, you know, shifted gears and used their benches and all that. I mean, it, it, it does. It makes a difference. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really care. I used to be really against it. Okay. But, you know, I've grown to like it. 
you've softened on that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I mean, it keeps guys that are stars in the game longer, too, because they can still hit, but they just can't play the field. Right. Yeah, so that's that's okay. I'm all right with it. What and, about the record books that you're protecting um, all the time? Well, they're going to play 162-game schedule, so. But, I mean, but now you've got the designated hitter in two different leagues. Does that mess with the record books in some well, sort of way? Well, I mean, I think there should be an asterisk next to a guy who sets records while at DH, yeah. Oh, asterisk. Well, I mean, he didn't play the field. I mean, the rest of the guys had they had to, their careers could have been elongated had there been a DH when they played. They could have hung around a lot longer. I know this is definitely good news for Florida and Arizona. Oh gosh, yeah, with they'll, spring training, at least they'll get what couple three weeks anyway. Well, I mean, businesses suffering. Yeah, there's certainly no doubt about that. They, they've moved the start of the season back a week, and uh, they are going to have twelve teams now in the postseason. Okay. I want to focus on Florida for a second. Okay. This whole news story with the anti-grooming bill. Some people are making the point, this is a much bigger story than people realize. Because of the snowball effect in different states. Will other states enact this? Because it seems sane to most people Mm -hmm. that you don't want little kids, you know, being groomed or teachers talking to them about their genitals. You would think most people agree on that, but the fight against it from the left and legacy media has been huge. So what does that mean going forward? And more from what Ron DeSantis said yesterday, because he did level Disney. There's no doubt about that. Also, what the judge had to say to Jussie Smollett was classic. Get to that as well. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, I don't think this Florida is going to, or this story is going to be Florida only. It's going to be spreading across the country, and it'll be interesting to see how far the left wants to fight it. And it's the parents' rights bill in Florida. I think you appropriately named it, David, the anti-grooming bill. Yeah. Yeah, what it does is it prohibits teachers from talking to kindergarten kids through, well, pre-K through third. Uh... You, if you're a teacher, you can't talk to kids about their sexuality. You can't talk to them about their genitals. And you certainly cannot ban them or ban parents from knowing what's going on with their kids. I thought DeSantis, he has a way of making it really clear and clean, and I thought he did that. Parents of young kids do not want this injected into their kids' kindergarten classroom. Uh, they do not want their first graders to go and be told that they can choose an opposite gender. That is not appropriate for those kids. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he stands firm on it because, you know, the uh, big pressures come from Disney. Disney's very disappointed. I heard that right now. Yeah. The chance that I am going to back down from my commitment to students and back down from my commitment to parents' rights simply because of fraudulent media narratives or pressure from woke corporations, the chances of that are zero. And do you still see it as this sort of conversation that's happening with the left 
on one hand saying, well, it doesn't even happen in schools. And, well, this is hateful toward families and the LGBTQ community. Which is it? Right. Can't be both. Right. I guess it depends on well, what district. But when you have Disney and the pressure that was put on Disney to go all in against it, tells you a lot. They don't care about your kids. They don't. They want to make money. I know we probably already know that anyway. Yeah, we do. But they said it themselves. Yeah. Do you want to hear what the judge said to Jesse Smollett of yesterday? Of course I do. Because uh, after the old fake hate crime. I can't hear this enough, actually. Uh, finally, Jesse's going to do some time. Okay. Yeah. And as he was being sentenced, and you've probably heard Jesse say, I am not suicidal, because that was like the Monty clip from yesterday that yeah. people were talking about. But the way the judge laid it out. Wow. So I'm trying to consider who you are as a person, how you got here, how somehow you strayed away from your family values. You let that dark, narcissistic, selfish, and arrogant side come out. You committed hour upon hour upon hour of pure perjury. I'm fashioning the following sentence, and here's your sentence. I'm sentencing you to 30 months felony probation. You will pay restitution to the city of Chicago in the amount of $120,106. You are fined $25,000. And you will spend the first 150 days of your sentence in the Cook County Jail. And that will start today, right here right now there's more to get to some people felt like it was light and i understand that think about what he did not only to that town to the region to the country well to the country is a thing he 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 tore it apart just helped yeah he helped throw gasoline on the already roaring fire of racism or racism right the guy was trying to start a race war essentially yeah yeah, so he could be the hero. Yes. Yes. Do you have any questions? I am not suicidal. Okay. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years, and the fears of the LGBT community. Then I guess you did that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, But I couldn't have, because I, I just said, if I did, that's what I would have done. Well, I'm sorry, you can run in circles all day, Kamala or Jesse or whoever, but it doesn't make it true. Everybody knows. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. It's true, the attacker is following him into the cell. <laughs> Who is the attacker? Jesse? Jesse. <laughs> yeah. It's the old war inside, isn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's going to have to get on the apology tour at some point in time, I would think. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. He'll write a book like OJ's, If I Did It. If I attacked myself. <laughs> right. Here's how I would have done it. <laughs> it is pretty remarkable, too, because he would have gotten away with it had his manager not done the right thing and called the cops. Right. Because according to the Austin Dyro brothers, the dudes he hired to do this, uh, they said the plan was never to call the police. That's right. They were just going to say this happened, and then maybe they'll file a police report in a couple of days, and then it's like, okay, well, then it'll be fine. But then the manager gets the phone call from Jussie, and the manager's like, holy crap, okay, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> you could never make it up, man.
Okay. Uh, one teacher has a little sign that says, Making Your Kids Queer Since 2020. That and much more coming up right here. David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. David, do you have a news update? He's shaking his head. What happened? So Joe Biden is talking to uh, House Democrats, and it's just lie after lie after lie. Well, the reason we have inflation is because of uh, Putin. It's Putin's price hike. Okay. Bro, inflation's been going on for quite some time and well before the invasion of Ukraine. If it just happened, then why was Joe out there talking about, well, it's temporary. Right. Like last summer. Yeah. The temporary inflation we have right now is Putin's fault. And when we have full-blown inflation, by March, it's really going to be Putin's fault. Yeah. And if you have a problem with it, if you sitting there wondering how you're going to afford, I don't know, uh, gas for your summer trip, how you're going to afford, uh, what, rent versus your gas, how you're going to keep up with the increasing costs. If you're somebody who is like, dang, Biden is screwing up, you know what? Biden's very disappointed in you. Remember, it's always our fault. Yeah, here, how here, is it our fault? Here is Joe Biden. I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. Dude, liberal economists acknowledge that. <laughs> I want to apologize again. I well, he's, this, you can tell cough he's. And I, every time I laugh, I cough. I'm sorry. He's hit the threshold, too. He's, he's starting to he's well, starting yeah. yell at people again. Yeah, well, he's got good days and bad days, Scott. You know. <laughs> okay, that's and he's certainly not against drilling, okay? Right. Want that 2019 flashback now, David? Oh, sure. Number one, no more subsidies for fossil fuel industry, no more drilling on federal lands, no more drilling, including offshore, no ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period, ends. Anybody says I'm against drilling, they're a liar. Right. I'm sick of this stuff. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sick of this stuff. And what what was that again? No more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. (laughs) Right. Possible. (laughs) And if you keep doing it, you know what you're going to see? True international average of pressure. That's right. (laughs) He means business, okay? Uh, True international average of pressure. It looks like Facebook, David, has had a change of heart. Well, man, this is weird after being lectured about, don't call it the China virus. Racist. Facebook is now saying in some parts of the world, uh, you can call for the death of Russians. Really? Like that doesn't violate their policy anymore. No. Reuters had the uh, story initially. Uh, Now it's meta platforms, but Facebook 
is now allowing Facebook and Instagram users in some countries to call for violence against Russians and Russian soldiers, as long as it's in the context of the Ukraine invasion. So the policy changes on calls for violence to Russians apply to Armenia, Azerbaijan, Estonia, Georgia, Hungary, uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Romania, Russia, Slovakia, and Ukraine. Okay. So again, they get to decide. Yes. They, they get to decide whose life matters and whose life doesn't. Okay. Well, at least they're admitting it, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier, David, you were talking about the attorney general saying the investigation right now into January 6th is the most important his department's ever taken. Yeah. Which is astounding. And I don't know if you happen to see the story. You didn't have time for it yesterday. Uh, the New York Times' Matthew Rosenberg who, by the way, is a Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter, right, Uh, called some of the people he works with uh, female dogs and said they completely overreacted to the Capitol riot. I don't know if you heard about this or not. This is something else from Project Veritas, where it's the undercover reporter, which happened to be a lady, is recording Matthew Rosenberg just popping off in this bar about January 6th. And he was mocking them for them talking about how they were traumatized, basically. Mm-hmm. We heard that over and over and over. Yeah. Right. From different people in the press and the AOCs of the world. And Rosenberg said, quote, like all these colleagues who are in the building and they're young and they're like, oh, my God, it was so scary. And I'm like, F off. It's not the kind of place I can tell somebody to man up. But I kind of want to be like, dude, come on. Like, you are not in any danger. To actually see it is hilarious. And then he said, and they just keep going on about their trauma, talking about other people at the failing New York Times. And he seemed to uh, call two colleagues, Emily Cochran and Nicholas Fandos, bleeping female dogs. (laughs) (laughs) And other coworkers as effing little dweebs. I didn't know dweeb was still around. It's good to know that it is. Pull that one out on occasion. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard you use that. No, I don't have used dweebs in a while. Yeah. No. It's back in the arsenal, though. Said there's also a tug of war at the New York Times between, quote, the reasonable people and some of the craziest leftist bleep. And he went on to say the left's overreaction. The left's reaction to it in some places was so over the top, talking about January 6th. Mm-hmm. They were making it too big a deal. They gave the opening for lunatics in the right to be like, oh, well, nothing happened here. It was just a peaceful bunch of tourists, you know, and it's like nobody wants to hear that. Well, when you're comparing it to September 11th or in some cases <laughs> saying it's worse than September 11th or Pearl Harbor. Yeah, you've, you've completely lost the plot, man. And so then in this other video that was posted. James O'Keefe, who runs Project Veritas, confronts Rosenberg at a restaurant, says, hey, do you have any comment on your statement? He said he tried to distance a little bit. He said, this is me talking bleep at a bar. If you think that's news, it is what it is. I'm not going to give you a comment telling O'Keefe that he's worse than a hit job. And then he says, "Um, and yeah, do I? Will I stand by those comments? Absolutely. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. That's hilarious to well, me. That sort of sounds like a comment, doesn't it? Yeah, it does no to me, No comment, too. Yeah. but I meant every single word. <laughs> word I said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, David, I know you saw this story. But Scott, I think you saw it, too. New poll out. Democrats losing ground. Yeah. Among blacks and Hispanics. Yes. Not a surprise to some of us, but for the rest of the country, wow, they can't believe it. Well, they figure all they got to do is show up and they get the support. That's what they've thought for a long time. Long time. And it's worked. Right now, Republicans beat Democrats among Hispanics. Wow. And are at 27% with blacks, which may not sound like a whole lot, but compared to where it was, that's a big deal. That's enough to flip an election. Why do you think that is? Hispanics, I think it's because of religion a lot of times. Well, I mean, if we're just doing real talk here, yeah, sure. What I hear most often is because when the Democratic Party went out, went all in on identity politics, it was all focused on African Americans. Yep, and too. Hispanics outnumber African Americans in this country. And then you have the activist class saying that Hispanics are now white supremacists. I mean, that Axios literally has a story today saying the rise of the Hispanic white supremacist. Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. And, wow. And so, and that, because that's all they have. You know, race is it the is. only, race or you're a homophobe is basically the only weapon that Democrats have politically right now. And they think it's a winner. It's not. They have alienated so many other groups. And also on the note of African Americans, when they, when they went all in on identity politics and all in, on Black Lives Matter. I remember this conversation, and I shared it at the time, about a year and a half ago. It was when the George Floyd riots were going on. Mm-hmm. And there were so many discussions about what are we going to do for the black community. And, and all of those discussions centered around either living in the hood or prison reform. I remember my neighbor at the time telling me, and he's a black man, <laughs> yes. and he's saying, I didn't grow up in the projects. I've never been to jail. No one in my family's ever been to jail. I don't think anyone in my family is going to go to jail. So as a black man, they're talking to me about things that do not apply to me. Right. And so it, it's like it's at a, a certain, form of racism. At a certain point, that actually does just become insanely condescending towards an entire group of people. Of course. Isn't that what critical race theory is built on? Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. You have to think of yourself as a victim. You don't have a chance. You're starting life with an 0-2 count because of your skin color. Yeah, so when I mentioned that, you know, 27% of blacks now support Republicans, you're like, well, that's not that much. You know what it was in November? Take a guess. Anybody? It was 12%. I'll say 10%. It was 12. Ooh. 12 to 27. That did not take a long time at all. And on a lighter note, I just wanted to bring this up. Uh, Nicolas Cage, not so much in the news today, uh, but I thought it could relate to you guys a little bit, and that apparently he likes to spend a lot of quiet time alone with his cat. Well, who doesn't? Uh, Well, of all of my friends, Scott, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Hey, man, you be you. I just don't know a lot of dudes that, that do. 
Unless, well, I mean, they, they are living alone and retired and that sort of thing. Yeah, I live alone and not retired, but uh, I enjoy the company of my cats. And can you, at least, I don't know, talk about what it means to you? Like, why would Nick Cage do such a thing? And what's magical about it? Uh, because we're just tired of the of the grind. And at the end of the week or during the week when we get home from work, we just want a solitude <laughs> with our cats. That's all. Okay. We're just trying to keep our brains right. Me and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage is one of the most fascinating people that I've ever read about. I'm not saying he's sane. I think he is, you know, very talented. But, man, oh, man, with the amount of stuff that that dude has bought over time and just the stories that he can tell mm-hmm. and the fact that I could picture Robbins and Nick Cage with cats on their laps. Not saying and- anything. <laughs> no, you can have a nice conversation. Right. But sometimes we just want to sit there with our cats on our laps. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Got a news update to get to. Oh, a tragic situation in Florida with a few spring breakers. Golly. Get to that. Just a few right here. Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, man. This is just tragic. So you got six spring breakers in Florida that overdosed on fentanyl laced cocaine. Four have died. You hear about these stories a lot. Frightening. And oh, is it the smartest decision? Well, of course not. But people do this sort of thing all the time. But with fentanyl all over the place, you don't know what's in anything. And, I mean, just a tragic story. It's just so insidiously evil. But this stuff's being made like that. Yeah, well, and a lot of parents will have this conversation saying, listen, I did some stupid stuff, okay? But don't remember anything being laced to the point it would kill you. Kill you, right. If you were going to make a dumb decision. And then that's the fear for their own kids, so they're having that talk. I also got uh, a message. Hey, lay off Scott uh, for having that in common with Nick Cage that they'd like to sit alone with their cat. There's nothing wrong with it. I wasn't, by the way, I wasn't saying there was anything wrong with it. It was just interesting that Nicolas Cage said that. He was saying it's not the persona people have made it out to be with me. A lot of times I just like to spend time alone, so... Scott, I certainly hope you don't feel like you're being ridiculed. We Why would I to... ever feel that way on this show? I don't. I don't have any idea. Whatever. What would ever possess anybody to even think that? I have no idea. What do you say we cut the chit chat a hole? All right. <laughs> I don't know why. Why would they think that? <laughs> Listen, if this happens on this show. I know. Every once in a while, you, won't you get the message? Hey, did you really just call Mark Lee? What was it? Mentally challenged? No, I didn't think. I don't know what I called. Maybe I did say that. I don't know. Uh, mentally ill. Yeah, mentally ill. Well, 
there is a mental illness involved. It's attached <laughs> to the show. I think it's good for other people to feel a, a sense of unification when they come here. Because True. I was diagnosed ADHD, and right. I had a fractured skull a long time ago. Right. And, yeah. Okay. It's okay. I, it it's doesn't fine. seem to hinder you. Okay. I mean, you're able to drive and eat. <laughs> It's really an inspiring story when you think about it. It really Thank is. You. Appreciate it. I swell with pride when I hear it. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mentioned earlier there was this teacher, and it's, you know, a story that's making the rounds, that on their Facebook page had this sign that said, making your kids queer since 2020. Oh. You wanted that story for your trifecta. I do, yes. Which we will get to later. Yeah, we can. Oh, gosh. But, man, I guess the takeaway is you need to really pay attention to what's going on in your Boy, kids' you school. Boy, you sure do. Homeschool your kids, if you can. If you can, I agree, David. More and more people talking about that. Yep. All right, got to get set up for our Friday Five. It's the countdown we do every Friday. Now, in honor of International Women's Month, that's what March is. Mm-hmm. David said this yesterday. What about the greatest women rockers of all time? Last week, we did the greatest songs of all time with women or woman in the title. What about the greatest women rockers of all time? So the way we do the countdown, if you're new to the show, we figure out, okay, at this artist's height of their popularity, what would you rank them 0 to 10? Do they stand the test of time? Rank that 0 to 10. And then how much do you personally like the artist, listen to? And you rank that 0 to 10. And this is rockers. Women rockers. I mean, I guess there's also what you could say pop. In the rock pop realm. Yes. Okay. And I would say the other part of this, if it is a band that has, say, a couple of ladies in it, it's just the band name, not okay. the individual, Got it. if that makes sense. Sure. If you want to get in early, then the number to call is 210-619-2053. Again, 210-619-2053. It's the Friday Five. Coming up next, ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's that time on Friday. We do our countdown, the Friday Five. If you're new to the show, it always starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. So on Fridays we do this countdown, the Friday Five, because it's International Women's Month. Van Camp suggested, good suggestion. How about the greatest women rockers of all time? Okay. So again, we base it on this. How big was this artist at the height of their powers? Do they stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally, personally like this artist? Right? Mm-hmm. And then if it's a female in a band, we just go by the band today. Mm-hmm. Correct? 
Yeah, well, if it's if it's an all female band or the or a couple of the most prominent members are female, yeah, just go with the band. I'm tipping your hand there a little bit. That one. Yeah, well, I'm just just oh, just saying, okay. just yeah. like in general, because mm-hmm. there are a few. What are you saying, Scott? I'm just saying he said there were, sometimes they have a couple of people in the band, and I just thought he tipped his hand. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> I don't mind. It's okay with me. Okay, like as an example, then. Um, I'm only happy when it rains. Shirley Manson, garbage, garbage. Yeah, that'd be an honorable mention, not in the top five. But there's your example. Now, if you want to get in, as far as the phones, the number two one zero six one nine two zero five three. Who's up first, David? Uh, let's talk to Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Mark. Oh, hey guys. Uh... In my uh, humble opinion, I would say Hart with one of the finest uh, front ladies, Ann Wilson. Yeah. Totally agree with Good that one. take. Yes. Number one. I'll never turn that song off. She's so good, man. Every once in a while... I'll watch old YouTube live videos to see how somebody sounded live. She was great. Both of them. Really good band. Remember when they did the Zeppelin stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's outstanding. That one with the Kennedy Center performance where Zeppelin was actually there. Yeah. I'd like to point something out real quick. Uh, When Mark said, Hart and Scott, you said, good pick. I don't know if you deserve to say that. I probably didn't. I don't. I have them in my five. I don't even know. You did not. Okay. No. Well, there was there was a lot of choices. I love Hart, though. I got no problem with Hart. Right. Scott, I don't. <laughs> it's just well, good pick. I didn't have it in my five. Well, and it's not necessarily a bad pick. You're fired. <laughs> I don't make the rules here. I know. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. You, you, made, next, you make the rules on this game. <laughs> let's you talk do. to Let's talk to Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys, so I didn't realize, Jamie, you had a, a skull fracture. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 1993. Wow, that explains He's a lot. He's got a plate anyway, in his head. Uh, See, I know, it's I a know. plastic plate in his head. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, that was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway. No, no worries. Um, yeah, let's go with uh, old hit me with your best shot, Pat Benatar. Oh, yeah. Wow, man. Number two. So far, that was my number one and number two. Was that yours, David? Uh, I think she was a little down on the list. Okay. Probably. But Hart was your number one, right? Hart was my number one. Yeah. Good taste, Dave. I had her in my five. Pat Benatar? I think so. Yeah, you did. Five. Yeah. We'll get to your big picks in a little bit. <laughs> what? Again, the number is 210-619-2053, the greatest female rockers of all time. And who's next? We got Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. I'd like to thank Scott's Facebook followers for expanding the Josetta Stone. If Scott yeah. can say it, I can say it. True under dash, W pressure. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Nice going. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. My artist, Joan Jett. Yes. That's got to be in the top five, right? No. Right? What? Did you have Joe Jett in the top five, David? I did. So did I. That's a test of timer right there. Hmm. No top five for you, Scott? No. 
Well, at the height of her power, she was pretty big. But yeah, I mean, like a nine. Right? Oh, I don't know about Eight. a nine. Eight? Maybe a seven. Okay. I was in top 40, though. I didn't play all a lot of her stuff. You did. Well, I was still in school when no, the height of her powers. Yeah. But then test of time, what do you give her on that one to ten? That song? Not just her Joan as an artist. Jett in general? I yeah. don't know. Six? Wow. Whoa. Yeah. I, I'm thinking like way eight. Higher. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then you just not... I'm not. I mean, I like it. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Just, I'm not a huge fan. Just no. sometimes we go through why someone made it, no. someone no. didn't. There was a little mistake made. <laughs> oh, Who's next, David? We got Allie in uh, Ithaca, New York. Hey, Allie. Hi. Hey, Hi, Allie. Hi. <laughs> um, well, she had a career. Then she was in a band, and she's still growing strong at 73. I've got Stevie next. Yeah, Stevie. Absolutely. Stevie Nicks, I mean, now I can't remember. Well, I got my list right here. Yeah, Stevie Nicks made yeah, my top five. I, thought, I, yeah. I didn't have her in my top She made my top five. She did. Yeah, but your number one and two threw off the entire list. Oh. I mean, you talk about test of time. Oh, gosh. Still there. I think her powers, I mean, man. But huge. So you're starting with like an 18 score. And I like her. Not my favorite, but I like her. Oh, you know what? I just remembered something. Why Van Camp doesn't like her. Mm -hmm. Because you don't think she sounds, well, you think she sounds like something else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was terrible. That that was a bad idea. She didn't always sound like that. Uh, I understand. Okay. The working title was Coked Out Night. <laughs> there was a lot of cocaine oh, God. during the rumors oh, era. Gosh. Holy smokes. All right. Who's next? Uh, we got Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. How you doing, gentlemen? Great, Greg. Thanks for checking in. What you got? All right. This is uh, dedicated to my wife, Monica, and Gaddafi. And it's uh, Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. Susanna. <laughs> Santa Hobbs, test time stuff. Oh, yeah. You were in top 40, so when she went solo, she was supposed to take off and be a huge artist. What happened? Didn't work out that way. Just didn't have the songs? I guess not. I mean, I don't remember her every... I kind of remember a couple of singles being released, but they went nowhere. Got it. The Eternal Flame was a huge record, too. Oh, yeah, you like that song. That's a good song. Manic Monday was a good song. That was a Prince song. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good honorable mention. Again... Greatest women rockers of all time. Who's next, David? Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Jussie in Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, Jussie. <laughs> hey, Jussie. What's going on, man? Hey, Stay strong, bro. Hey, I turned. Hey, I turned sixty-one on Wednesday. So I'm old as the sexy boomer. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are. That's right. Yes, Mr. Scott Robbins. Yes. Very good, Jesse. Yeah, I, I heard that Jen too much sake implied that pudding brands would do prices, and that one of the ways he's going to do that he won't send gas guzzling planes over. Oh, we're losing the connection. Yeah, I'm losing someone, the connection. Someone is doing this on purpose. Yes, the government's involved. The so Russians well. are coming for you, Jesse. Gosh, dang it. Can you hear me now? 
Better, yes. Better, yeah. What you got, Jesse? Okay. I heard the police. Yeah, we're breaking up. Sorry, buddy. We're losing. there. Yeah, yeah. Can I have you now? Come on. Come on back. Come on back, guys. We're losing. Yeah, we're losing. What's your pick, real quick? Debbie Harry was the pick. Oh, yes, absolutely. Wait a second. Where is she? Did she not make it? Three. Oh, she did make number it. three. <laughs> I had Debbie Harry up there. Did anybody else? Oh, yeah, apparently yeah, they I did. did. Uh, Debbie oh, Harry was my number two. Was it your number two? Yeah. Oh wow. wow, man! Why did I think all this time that I was the only one that really liked Debbie Harry? I don't know. You always like Debbie Harry? Yeah. David? Okay. I mean, like, Heart of Glass. Well, I got a skull I, fracture. My memory's not great. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love Heart of Glass. I've come okay. to appreciate that song a little bit more. But the tide is high. Tide is high. Well, that's just, that's my personal soundtrack, bro. <laughs> it's not her best. You can forgive an rapture. artist for what I like Rapture, to be honest. Okay. I do. Don't say anything about the skull fracture. It's worn out today. No, okay? no, I wasn't going to. You brought it up again. <laughs> No, I give I love you grace, man. That's all. Okay. All right. We got time for one more, David. Uh, yeah, sure we do. Uh, let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hello, guys. Hey, Mary. Hey, happy Friday. You too. So since mine were taken, I'm going to go with Grace Slicks. Oh, great. Oh, good pick. Yeah. Great voice. Shows like she could kill you. Or you, yeah. Yes, no doubt about it. Yeah, I remember. It's weird what songs will remind you of. It's this lady that could sing this like crazy on karaoke. She'd bring the house down every time. And no one expected it out of her, and she would just get out there and belt it out. It's not an easy song to sing. No. You know, and really own it like that. That's a good pick. Okay, we're still looking for number five and number four. And if I'm to understand this, David, the reason we have five and four there are from Robin's picks. Yeah, they're deserving, too, by the way. Well, that's what we talk about on this countdown, isn't it? Numbers 210-619-2053. Friday 5, coming right back. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We're doing the Friday Five. It's countdown we do every Friday. We do have a news update in less than 15 minutes in the Scott Robbins trifecta. Yeah, buddy. But for our Friday Five, well, it's the greatest female rockers of all time. Number one, Ann Wilson, Nancy Wilson Hardy. Pat Benatar at two, Debbie Perry from Blondie at three. We're still looking for number four and number five. The number is 210-619-2053. And back to it, David. I'll start off with Johnny in Salina, Kansas. Hey, Johnny. Oh, yippee Friday, brothers. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. Hey, Scotty, first off, I want to tell you, don't worry about the cat stuff. I love coming home to a little kitty every night, and I enjoy actually playing with my cats, too, if you know what I mean. 
So, you know, at first my mind went to D. Snyder, but then I remembered he's not an actual birthing person. So I, I've been hitting the head with a few too many folding chairs over the years, and I think I told your screen caller, Joni Mitchell. How's that? Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Did Joni Mitchell make it? David. Was it Patty Smith? I can't remember, guys. I'm sorry. Patty Smith or Patty Smith? Either or, I guess. Neither one made the five. Both honorable mention. And Joni Mitchell, honorable mention. But not five or four, which, again, are in there because of the strength of Robin Well, Dixon. four maybe I could see slipping past the goalie, but five, absolutely not. Okay, that's fine. Johnny, appreciate the call, man. I, yeah. I, I laugh every single time. I cannot help I it. love Johnny. It's great. Okay, who's next? Uh, we got David in Hillsboro. Hey, David. Well, happy Friday, gentlemen. Hey, David. David. What's going on? We love David. Uh, just watching a little uh, college basketball. David, you said on a caller earlier about the Russians are coming. Yeah. I just watched that movie on Netflix, and all I can say about it is emergency, emergency. Everybody to get from street. <laughs> we love David. <laughs> <laughs> What you got today, David? Uh, 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 she didn't live long, but she was real good when she was around. Janice Joplin. Yes. But not in the top five. From Robin Strong picks. I thought my picks were strong. Listen, I stand did I say by they him. weren't? Did I say they weren't? You're, you're getting defensive. Intimating. Okay. I'm not, I didn't say anything. Who's next, Dave? Uh, John in Portland. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? Good, John. Good, John. What you thinking? Great Good. female rocker. Good man, love you. Love you guys. Love your show. Thank Come you. on, Robbins. You're no good, you're yes. no good, you're no yes. good, yes. baby, you're no, you're good. no good, Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. Number five. I love that old Linda Ronstadt stuff. I do. It just didn't quite crack the five goals. Listen, man, I like the stuff with the Nelson Riddle Orchestra. I'll admit it. Yeah, she did a lot of stuff. Nelson Riddle, she went Tejano. She's a great singer. Yeah. No doubt about it's it. Kind of tragic now, too. Just I know. It's awful. It is a sad story. By the way, anybody like the Van Halen version of that song? Just curious. Yes. Oh, one person. <laughs> David Lee Roth. <laughs> it's really good. Anyway, who's next? Uh, let's talk to John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Hello. Greetings, gentlemen. And I would also like to point out that I am not suicidal. <laughs> there you go. Well, Thank good. you. Good. That's good. Thank you. It's good. It's a step forward for me. Hey, uh, going to nominate someone who has slept with a, an original British invader, so that has to be part of the criteria, uh, and that would be Chrissy Hyde of the Pretenders. Yeah. I went back to Ohio. I'll put a little tip of that. Had to rush, too. Well, I probably listen no to old Pretenders to more than a lot of the stuff, to be honest. Yeah, I like them. You're not as big into it as David says. No, no. Okay. Well, we just got to play it now. What made 
number four in your countdown, okay. Scott. Number four. Carol King. I can't imagine why no one got in for that one to call it up. Well, if we'd have come that's a your longer, Friday that five, and This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. We had a little rap there. Go ahead, Scott. Didn't no, I just said it. I said if we'd have a little more time with the contest, maybe it would have it would have charted. Somebody would have called for Carol King. Yeah, if we did all three hours. Yeah, we could do that next Friday if you want. Well, maybe somebody get your pick by hour three. <laughs> it is Friday, isn't it? I'm going to miss you guys for two days. Gosh, dang. Do you want to go down the list of artists that didn't make it that made honorable mention, David, or uh, at least attempt to? Yeah, sure. I mean, we got Lizzie Hale, of course. I mean, you got to have Lizzie Hale yeah. uh, from Hailstorm. Uh, who else was on there? Adele, Alanis Morissette, uh, Amy Lee. Melissa Etheridge. Yes. Um, Gwit Stefani. I mean, there's a... I mean, that list is deep. There's no doubt about it. All right. Got a news update and Scott Robbins. Top three stories of the day. The trifecta. Next. Jen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, the sexy boomer. Hmm. People really like that title. Okay, news update, David Van Camp. Oh, well, Joe Biden was talking to House Democrats today about uh, inflation and about passing more government spending bills. And, you know, why not in a time of near record inflation, record gas prices? Let's just pump a lot more money into the economy because why not? Money printer go brr. <laughs> <laughs> And he said that, you know, if people have a problem with the state of the economy right now, it's because they, they're just too dumb to know how great it was that we passed the American Rescue Plan a couple trillion dollars last year. Okay, roll it. Never forget what we've accomplished together so far. And by the way, the American people just trying to stay above water don't understand this. You tell them what the American Recovery Act was, they look at you like, what are you talking about? Oh, their fault. Wait a second. Just weeks ago, didn't Biden say, I get it. People are hurting. Yeah. I understand. I guess he ran out of patience like he did with people that weren't getting vaccinated. Right. Who's operating the messaging? It, it's like 24 hours later. It's a completely different message. They're desperate. Unbelievable. Just waiting for something oh, to are. stick, I guess. Yeah. I think that's it. I think a lot of liberals are having a hard time. It's like, okay, everything will be good if we get Trump out of office. And then things got objectively worse with Trump out of office, and they don't know what to do. This is one of the reasons why any criticism of Kamala Harris, for example, gets attributed to racism and sexism. Yeah, I mean, that's par for the course. You knew that was going to happen. It happened again on The View today. No. Do you want to hear this? Yeah. Joy Behar and Sonny Hostin kicking this thing around. Listen to this. Okay. What it is is that they constantly question the qualifications of black women, and that's why people are saying that she's unprepared. Uh, Stop it. Stop it. Put Condoleezza Rice in there right now. 
Stop with it. Stop. She's an embarrassment to everybody. Okay, it's easy to see. Go ahead, play the rest of this garbage. That's the truth of it. And so this is based in racism. This is based in misogyny. Yeah. And then later... (laughs) Golly, has she she heard the clips? Has she heard it? I don't know, man. Later what happened uh, is Joy Behar says, you know, maybe this is revenge for the way we made fun of Sarah Palin. What? That that's the only re- it's like every Republican in America and it's not just Republicans by the way it's a lot of Democrats. Oh yeah. Cringe when they hear Kamala Harris speak. Yes they do. Oh it's a white knuckle right. It is every time. <laughs> and so but apparently everybody is sitting there saying, "Hey, I remember what happened in 2008." And now 14 years after the fact is our time for revenge for Sarah Palin. Nobody's doing that. No. But here's Joy Behar. Everybody okay. was on her case. Yeah. Uh, correct. Correctly, I think. She really didn't know what she was doing. She really wasn't prepared. She really didn't. And so maybe this is payback for that. Who knows? I just thought of that this minute. Maybe. Well, well she wasn't prepared. I mean, she could see what Russia from her backyard and all of this nonsense. That, that's disinformation. She never said that. That was Tina Fey playing Sarah Palin. Did they watch the video yesterday? When she's standing there with the president of Poland, talking about refugees coming in, the question is to her, and she doesn't know how to answer, and she's looking for help, and then goes back to the nervous cackle. A friend in need is a friend indeed. (laughs) (laughs) That was banned by leaders around the world? Mm -hmm. So they're all racist. Misogynists, too, yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. That's just the go-to. Wow, man. Yeah, some you impervious to criticism because of your racial makeup and sexual makeup? Are you telling me I that mean, we should expect less from this vice president? Well, isn't that look, man, the bar was in and of itself pretty damn low based on her performance as a candidate for president. Oh, it was already you know I mean it was rejected by her own pe by her own party. Yes, they didn't want her. They thought she was right. unqualified and not ready. What's funny, and of course everybody knows it, they're saying, well, the reason she's criticized is because she's a woman and she's a woman of color. I know. Dude, the only reason she was picked for that spot are those two reasons, and everyone knows it. She was a box checker. He said it. He He said he was going to pick a a (laughs) African-American female. Yes. Just like he did for Supreme Court. You know, Uh, what are we supposed to think? (laughs) Are you ready for your big three? Yes. Okay, let's do this then. Roll it. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins highlight his top three stories of the day and always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Not just his top 40 days, even today. Yes, he's a good guy. And I think... Get your pencils ready. Okay. Solid American. All right. Three. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Jesse Smollett has been sentenced to five months in the Cook County Jail for faking a hate crime against himself. You know where you didn't hear about that at? Where? On Don Lamont's two-hour show that he has on CNN. Not one peep from Don Lamont about the sentencing of one Jesse Smollett. Well, he backed him for a while. Yes, he did. Hmm. And, of course, the outburst in court yesterday was really something, in case you missed that one. Well, yeah. I mean, he's not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not 
suicidal. I am innocent and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. Okay. Oh, I imagine if Epstein would have said this, he'd be alive today. <laughs> I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. Yeah. I am not suicidal. Okay. I think it doesn't sound real respectful, but hey, whatever. Using racism to enhance your career. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. Of course. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> Two. Uh, teacher jokes about... Anal lubricants with students. Oh That's right. God. Well, who hasn't had a teacher joking about anal lubricants in the past? Huh? Me. Yeah, me too. Van <laughs> Camp? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Casey Anderson is a teacher. Anna Cortez School District posted a, a social media exchange with students about the novelty cat butt issue. What is that? It's a little dispenser that dispenses Kleenex in his in his class, and it comes out of the butt of the cat, the butthole. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't even say this. And like a novelty thing, okay? Right. It's one of those things, right? Where you you know he the the quarter stayed on the plate, and he wanted it at the fair or whatever. Okay. The school district there conducts an investigation, including the high school teacher's conversation in the class and subsequent social media posts about said conversation. So in the room, he said he's got this little dispenser. And a student noticed the uh, the uh, cat butt dispenser and said, how do you refill that thing? The teacher paused for a moment, looked directly at his class and said, well, I turned down the lights put on some soft music, and use a lot of Vaseline, and then went to the supply closet and pulled out a big jar of Vaseline. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And apparently the kids were shocked and probably giggling at the same time. Well, yeah. And they a- had to get away for a while. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. But they did, Casey. They did. Um, so he's been, by the way, a sternly written letter was sent to him and he's been put on disciplinary suspension, but not fired. Yeah, and isn't this the guy, then they look at his Facebook, Yeah, and there's a post, it looks like a blanket, yes, like it, a yes. rainbow. Rainbow like, blanket, yes. That says what? Something been making about your kids gay, gay since 2000 or 2020. 2020, yeah. 2020, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But hey, that's his personal page, so it, it doesn't mean anything. It's right. what different people have said. Right. Okay. Want another one? Well, yeah, I think I we got one to go. One. And finally, one. Uh, number one, <laughs> users on a dating app say conservative thought is a deal breaker. Yeah, I, I, here's the deal. I, I guess caring about climate change is now the new tall, dark, and handsome. Th- these dating apps are everywhere, by the way, everywhere. Okay. And you're inundated with these things. But if you're looking for real love on your dating app, if you hold a conservative political view, well, good luck with that. One of the dating apps, OkCupid, discovered that an overwhelming majority, overwhelming majority of their users say less than progressive views on climate change, gender equality, and gun control are absolute deal breakers when it comes to finding a match. 250,000 people were surveyed worldwide over the past year, 
90% considered it important for their match to care about climate change. 81% they were concerned about climate change. It's got to be important or you need to be concerned. That's the issue which topped the list of potential turnoffs. Wow. Not, uh, not do you have a criminal record for abuse or have you, uh, you know, do you smoke meth or anything like that? It's how do you feel about the climate? That's they, the one. They don't break this down in the story by age, right? No, I'm I'm guessing okay, Cupid probably skews what uh, twenty to forty, probably in that demographic. I would I assume. No idea, but that that sounds reasonable. I don't know about silver singles, Jamie. I don't know if that's. I doubt that. <laughs> Somehow, I figured this is probably what twenty to like thirty-five. Uh, probably in people that demographic. That don't have kids yet, and so yeah, in my own mind. You have people. I mean, Look, they, man, you, you have to care about something in the world, right? And so there are a lot of people well, yeah. in that demographic that gravitate to the whole green energy. But stuff. they put this stuff out there. Yes, dude reads it. He becomes very active in the green community after that, so he can get chicks. Well, yeah, some people just lie about it, and then other people will look at it and say, "Man, thank you for putting that out there. I will avoid that nightmare." Right. <laughs> And there you have Why, it. You seriously? No, I know. There's some guys are like, oh, my gosh. Uh, it is Steer weird. clear there. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, one other thing. We have a moment. You had a piece of audio, David. Yeah. So the, the Friday Five that we just wrapped up about uh, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. We were celebrating women rockers. Yes. And in the top five was Debbie Harry of Blondie. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been sitting on this for a few days because there wasn't a good opportunity to, to throw it out there. But in the 1980s, uh, someone threw together an Alvin and the Chipmunks album of, like, new wave and pop songs. Okay. Yeah. Now, somebody has taken that album and slowed it down to one-sixteenth of its original, uh, of the original audio. Okay. And it sounds incredible. So I want to play you the regular one. It sounds like some goth record. And Debbie Harry is featured on one of them because it's the song Call Me. Okay. And here is uh, the original. Which is already pretty funny. And then here is the massively slowed down version of it. I know where you're coming from. scenario where I've fallen in the middle of the road and there's a car coming at me and I'm trying to crawl to the side and I can't. I'm like motionless in every effort I have to get to the side. Am I the only one thinking that? Well, you're sitting there on the road and it's like a David Lynch movie and then squirrels come out of the woods and (laughs) they've got fangs. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. (laughs) Only it's going to be Rapture that I'm listening to slowed down. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's trippy. All right, Nimrod's in the news to get to, and a news update next. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, Van Camp, Scott Robbins, 
Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we learned uh, within the last half hour that, at least according to The View, if you criticize Kamala Harris, yeah. uh, you're racist, sexist. Um, so, well, adding to that list would be... A the, friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the audio from uh, yesterday uh, when she was standing with the president of Poland. Talking about Poland accepting more refugees into the country because they're just not equipped to handle it, and they've asked the United States for help. Um, and it was an odd response. And there's the giggling. Well, a former President Zelensky spokesperson from Ukraine tweeted out that video, and her quote was, "It would be a tragedy if this woman won the presidency." So I guess add her to the list of racist and sexist people in the world. This is all over the place. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable. It's one thing after another. And you wonder, why are we still sending her to these important meetings? Anyway. Well, because it probably is actually better than Joe. <laughs> that was weird. I saw an article about that today. It's like, would you rather have Joe going there? I'm like, yeah. golly, pick your poison, huh? Yeah, that's a tough one. And Joan Soda has unveiled a new uh, cannabis-infused line of sodas and syrups and gummies. It's under the new Mary Jones brand. Really? Just bring that up to say another another story in the list of things Robbins never thought he would see in his lifetime. No. i got to admit, I'm a part of that one, too. Weed-infused soda. Yeah. Hmm. As the millennial, David, were you expecting this when you were sitting there in grade school? <laughs> expecting? I was drinking it. I was going to say he was selling it to his buddy. <laughs> well, then I just put stems and seeds in soda and, and sold it. We were putting holes in soda cans. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. Let's do this. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. <laughs> All right. Nimrod's the news. Wow, this is brutal. 29-year-old dude in the U.K. started a fight by picking up a live seagull, throwing it at somebody, because that'll distract you, and then launching into a full-on assault, kicking and punching the other guy, and beat him with his belt. It sounds like the guy is going to be okay. The attacker was reportedly on his way home at the time and was just under the influence. Drugs and alcohol. Maybe oh. some soda. I don't know. <laughs> crazy, and it's unclear what happened to the seagull. But then there was a follow-up saying the seagull was okay. Good. The attacker for that. How long in jail? You supposed to be facing? Ten days. That's the UK. A year in prison. Oh, my. And that's Nimrod's in the News.